0: What's going on? Welcome to the first episode of Gut Gambler's Podcast. It's your host, who's going to remain anonymous. I'm working on the name right now. We may, may not stick with Gut Gambler's Podcast, but this is going to be a podcast for all your gambling needs. Obviously, I'm not a professional better. I will get there one day, but I do do my due diligence, and I do put in the work and the time to make sure that I give out my best picks, make sure that I'm winning some money, because I'm not going to just be throwing out money just to be throwing out money. You know what I'm saying? So, we're trying to make a little cash, make a little chunk of change. But, yeah, this is a sports sports podcast mixed with gambling. What else could you need? Obviously, we'll talk about any sport we can get our hands on. From the golf to the tennis if we need it. From the NBA, NFL, AFL. Seems like that's a big one. The Aussie Football League. <laughs> college sports, hockey, MLB. We'll hit it all on this podcast. This is this is the first run. Obviously it's going to take some time to get it adjusted and get it adjusted and and make sure that we're doing and and I'm doing everything I can to make sure that you're winning some money as as well as I'm winning some money. I'm going to try to get on some of some people that I've met through social media, some real professional gamblers. Who have been doing this and who do this for a living. I'm currently a college grad student. So I'm, you know, what I do is what I do. I will break down in later episodes. I'll break down units and in terms to understand to help you be a better better. To be a better better. <laughs> that sounds crazy. And we'll just shoot the shit about, about sports everything you need is in this podcast so sit back relax and enjoy this episode share subscribe like and send to all your friends because i know everybody loves sports now let's get to the episode what's good what's good everybody Can y'all hear me? Can y'all hear me pretty good? Yep. Sounds good. Yep. Sounds good. So this is, like I told you on in the intro, this is the first episode of Gut Gamblers Podcast. And we are here with two good good buddies that I met through flag football, social media, uh, and also uh FSA. Shout out to FSA. Uh what, what this what this podcast is and, and obviously I said in the intro we're gonna have to learn and get better but today we're gonna break down the NFC West and discuss just overs totals uh, predictions for this this uh, this uh, division as well as other things that are going on with the NFL NBA and potentially maybe the MLB with all this coronavirus nonsense going on and so I, I just want to call up two guys that I know obviously are very uh, very well respected within their friend groups of people who understand sports and understand life as a whole and and how life's pl- uh, sports plays a vital part in our lives and and so they they keep up with it and so I got my boy Ant with me. What's good, what Ant? Up?
1: What's up, man?
0: Not much, not much. Got my boy Zach with me. You good over there?
2: Hey, I'm good. What's going on, y'all?
0: Not much, man. I appreciate y'all for joining me. Again, y'all uh, y'all uh, y'all, as well. um, Ant and Jack, Zach, as we go, just bear with me. This is, this is something I've been wanting to do, so it's going to be a little bit different just because I'm used to having to shoot this shit by myself uh, on my own podcast. But anyways, man, so uh, first of all, tell us uh, how y'all doing today, man.
2: Uh, man, I'm I'm doing all right. It's a beautiful day over here in Dallas. Bright, sunny, few clouds that, that
1: cover up the sun occasionally. Couldn't ask for a better day, in my opinion. Yeah, man, same over here, man. It's it's hot, like Zach's saying, it's hot and it's hot and it's hot. It rained earlier this week a little bit, but you can't complain about the sun.
0: Hey, y'all, sounds like y'all getting ready for that. Uh, Zach, you gonna be out there? Oh, uh, can are you pl- do you pl- do you play on any other teams?
2: Nah, I, I really don't play flag. I go out there and support all my friends, but nah, I don't really play
0: like everybody else. True, true, true. And I I was curious, do you are they allowing and you might know this better than me, uh are they allowing spectators or no?
1: So, I actually got an email yesterday and uh, regarding uh, spectators and what's, you know, required of them, uh, you know, being at the event, um, as of now they are saying what they're asking the spectators to do is to be like 10 feet away from field. So they're not on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's not required, but they're recommending people to wear masks and they're recommending people to socially distant themselves one another six feet apart. Um, the thing that, that's funny to me is uh well two things one so you ask the spectators to you know get away from the field i understand that and, and in fact it probably should be like that anyways because a lot of tournaments there's too many people spectating that sideline and they don't need to be there in my opinion you know to be mm-hmm. off the, like helping out with the team move back a little bit so i think that's good um i think it is funny though that they're they're asking people to wear masks and all that but yet we have thousands of people are going to be playing a sport where you're going to have contact and not be wearing a mask and not be socially distancing. So it's kind of seemed a little bit contradictory. Um, furthermore, I want to uh, touch on, so today, uh, Tarrant County, which is uh, uh, the county in which this tournament will be played, the tournament Arlington, Arlington is a city within Tarrant County up here in Dallas-Fort Worth, uh, they just put out a statement uh, that outdoor events uh the limit from outdoor events has uh been recommended to go down from 500 to 100 and that uh outdoor that the mayors of the cities uh, need to tell their uh per, those that are in the outdoor events um to wear masks so it's kind of uh they haven't come out with an official state of mayor or, or or county judge but they're basically hinting that hey we're gonna start cracking down but i think it's kind of like in a weird transition period where I don't know if it's going to be enforced by the city It's supposed to be starting tonight at midnight or whatever it goes into effect you know, going into the weekend so I'm curious to see how much that would be in effect and if, if so according to those guidelines that tournament cannot occur because yeah. it will be more than 100 or even 5 people there's like I was saying 261 teams there's going to be 3,000 people there
0: yeah that's wild man that's definitely wild well, like I said, I mean, we talked about it earlier, and obviously I had to get, I uh, had some friends who tested positive, and I was around them, so I had to go ahead and get, uh, I had to go get tested, I'm still waiting on my results, which is wild, because I'm hearing a lot of people getting theirs back, uh, I guess, like, there, there's multiple tests now, and so some people are getting theirs back within a couple minutes, and for me, it's been, it's been, I mean, it's been a full week tomorrow, so, um, kind of hoping i can be out there but at the same time man like you were saying these these the the fact that we opened up and numbers are going the way they're going i uh, i don't know if i really even want to take that chance of being out there just because uh i mean you don't know what everybody else has been doing they can say they've been quarantining but you don't really know what everybody's been doing uh what do you think about everything going on zach uh realistically man i don't pay attention
2: too much uh it's One thing that kind of baffles me was when this uh, this all started. The place I used to work at, Mm -hmm. when it all first started, man, they let us all go home. We worked from home for a month or two, Uh, and then you know they asked everybody to come back. You know, once everything started opening up, people started going back to work, and uh, now um, now just a week ago, I got a text from a few of my coworkers saying that some people at the office had actually tested positive. But uh, let, let me remind you that when this all started, we got to go work at home, but now that people are actually infected in the office, they're saying that people are not allowed to go work at home. You, you are required to work in the office. So it's just, it's kind of baffling to me, whether it's the government or your private employer or just your private life in general, how everybody's just, they, they want to half-ass everything, excuse my language. No, you're good, man. Um, but that—that's just the kind of the view that I've been seeing. Is you know they want to shut stuff down, then they want to open it back up, and then they want to shut it back down again. It, it's like it's like everybody's just trying to please everybody, and when you try mm-hmm. to please everybody, you can't please anybody.
0: Facts. That's uh. that's that what that that that. Bing, 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 Bing. That's the ultimate one right there. That's why that's why I try to tell people just in that regular that regular setting of life, man. It. it you can't please everybody because if you try to please everybody, you're going to end up pleasing nobody. And, and so you yes. definitely hit that right on the head. But let's – man, let's go ahead and, and, and we finally get some uh, – we finally got some reports of, uh, of, of sports coming back. Uh, first thing we'll talk about, we'll go ahead and discuss – let's go ahead and just let's, – let's hop on the NBA because I feel like NBA is not going to take too long right now. Uh, uh, and then we'll go into the NFL uh, division work and stuff like that. But – I mean, from what I from what I've seen, it sounds like July thirtieth is the restart. Uh, and how do how do y'all feel? Do y'all think the bubble situation is gonna work? And, and and what y'all's take? We'll start with uh, we'll start with you, Zach. On on what do you what you what's your expectations for this NBA bubble?
2: Uh, the the NBA. You know, I definitely feel like they can have a season now. Do they want to have a season? Uh, obviously the owners do. They want to get money. But at the end of the day, if you're not having your stars playing, like a lot of the stars have been um it it becomes questionable but going off of that I think the number one thing is my personal belief if LeBron James says let's play I feel like the NBA is going to play all the players are going to rally around him uh same goes for just any star I'm just using LeBron because he's the biggest uh same thing about baseball or football if the biggest and brightest people say hey let's come out and play I feel like the players are going to rally around um Although the, the NBA, man, I, I really don't know. Um, that one is the one that kind of questions me. Uh, just because, especially a game with momentum and everything, uh, where crowd noise really does have an impact every day. I mean, just a simple free throw. You can have somebody get in their own head because the crowd is going crazy. Um, NBA is going to be one of those sports where it's completely different if they don't have fans. That's yeah. that's the one thing that worries me.
0: I do feel that, and I agree 100% with that. And it, it's crazy to think that – to me, it's crazy to think that the uh, – that they i know they i mean i doubt this is true but um but it might be a cool little gesture or a cool little thing that maybe they do but they were talking about potentially playing uh like music during the game or whatever but to me it's just like that's such a weird that's such a weird concept because yeah you do it when you're growing up and stuff but these guys are literally they're they're creatures of their habit and, and yep. And one perfect example of this is, is is and I'm a diehard Westbrook fan. I'm not going to be biased or anything, but Westbrook's game, his free throws. Let's talk about his free throws. Um, he they they implemented that rule where you couldn't walk past the three point line, and he would before his free throws would his first free throw would go all the way to the half court, take a deep breath, walk all the way up to the free throw line, take his first free throw, and then and he would go. And that, but And then to see him go from 85, 86 down to down to the lower 70s, it's like it just shows you that these guys are literally like they are creatures of habit and they are creatures of of ritual and stuff like that. So to all of a sudden not have the have the regular season and then have no fans, which they've been playing in front of for forever at this point to. To no fans and in no sound or anything and, and potentially just throwing some music, it's definitely gonna be like you said, it's gonna be weird. Uh, and what do you what are you thinking?
1: Um, well, I think it's it's a, a interesting scenario in general. Just trying to get started, you know. I've seen uh, even the last couple of days. Obviously, players have chosen to opt out for sure uh, due to reasons um, health turning either themselves with their family. Um, other players such as like Tyre and others are choosing to opt out due to not only that but amongst you know social awareness and stuff like that and then you have scenarios like it was yesterday where certain players are testing positive like as as, er, as early as uh yesterday and and some of them are saying they plan on being there in orlando yeah. so if i'm there and and i'm haven't been tested positive and one of these guys who just tested positive positive, saying, hey, I, I should be good when you go back up and I'm going to be there. Man, I'm not going. You know, mm-hmm. that's my – I would feel about that. And, you know, God forbid, you know, it happens down in there if a player catches it and, okay, well, now everybody who was on their team, who they played against the last days. And, you, I mean, it, it's, it's a disaster waiting to happen if something like that were to happen. So I think, you know – Like Zach was talking about, how at the end of the day, it's about making the money. So, you have two options. One, you don't have it at all, and you miss out on on making all that money. Or two, attempt to uh, have it make that money, and if it crashes, it crashes, but try to gain revenue. Now, of course, you're not selling tickets to fans, but they're trying to secure uh, those TV contracts. They have to hit a certain and stuff like that, and obviously having ratings for playoffs and NBA finals, et cetera, et cetera. That sponsorship, you know, people got to play their ads on commercials and all that stuff. So from an owner's perspective, they want to have it no matter what it doesn't matter. They need to make that money because they're the the billionaire, cutting those checks to the millionaires and not having a season hurts everybody's pockets yeah. and comes down to, but I can just, I hope it doesn't happen, but I could definitely see uh, that getting shut, down. especially in Florida. They're, one of the hotbeds right now along with tech, some other excuse me some other states that are just getting out of control right now just because of the rapid spread.
0: Yeah man and then that's that's I think that's the craziest part about it cuz uh the, one of the main one of the main stars of the league right now in 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 being skinny jokic um everybody everybody kind of wants to everybody wants to see what skinny jokic is about. I mean the guy looks like he yeah. lost 30 30 something pounds and and for him to have tested positive and not be able to come back, uh, not be able to come back to the states because I think he's in Serbia, uh, it's just crazy. To, it, it's it's crazy to think that it's crazy to think that that the NBA is gonna play without its stars. And at that point, it's like, man, what's the? I mean, kind of like, but to touch what Zach said, I mean, if LeBron, you know, I mean, LeBron is LeBron is the icon right now. LeBron is is the one that probably sells the most is the most the most well-known around 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 for the league so whatever essentially whatever he says goes but like like we were talking about yesterday it just didn't we didn't get to post it is um at what at what cost you know like at what cost are we gonna you know put the push these sports back like obviously we want we want our sports back we want these we want to see the nba come back we want to see it thrive and everything but at what cost man because these are humans man and in and, and it's a it's a fine line for us to say yeah they're humans, and and we could be like well I have to go to work just like Zach said they're they're being forced to go back to work where these guys have the opportunity so it's kind of a it's a double edged sword almost it's like well you can understand that them not wanting to go and put themselves in that risk but it's also like well shit I mean well yeah I can curse it we can curse anyways by the way but um uh, but yeah it's like well shit I have to go to work and. I have to be around X, Y, and Z and in this. For me personally, I work in the grocery stores and, and I stock wine and liquors. And ever since all the bars shut down, I've been probably around more people than anybody because people are buying <laughs> buying beer, wine, and liquors more than more than they're doing anything else. And so for me to be like, well, hey boss, I'm not going to be able to make it in because uh, I'm kind of nervous about the spread. But he's going to look at me and be like, well, uh, okay, well, you don't have a job anymore. And so for these guys, I don't know. It's, it's crazy because it's again it's that double edged sword, and it is what it is, man. And and like you were saying, I hope it works out. Hopefully, everybody that can't that wants to participate can participate. and We have our have our stars in there. I mean, hearing Avery Bradley and Trevor Ariza not not want to play, I understand. <clears throat> Avery Bradley was probably a probably a pretty solid part to the Lakers' success, but. To go get a J.R. Smith, a Nick Young, maybe an Allen Crabb, uh, I don't think you're really losing too much, too much there. Uh, Trevor Reza, I'm, uh look, Portland's going to Portland. They, I don't think they make the playoffs regardless if Trevor is there or not. But it is, it is interesting for sure. Well, let's uh before we transition, I don't uh, y'all got anything else y'all want to throw in about the NBA or anything? No, sir. Um, I'll
1: just have one more point, and this is really just for uh, not only just. Basketball, or really all sports across all levels. I think we have to be careful. And, and by we, I mean, we have no control
0: of it. But mm-hmm. those that are running these professional organizations, I think that
1: they're setting an example for um, maybe not collegiate because you have NCAA and certain sanctions and stuff like that that follow God. But the high school sports, they're really trying to push mm-hmm. on. And I think they're looking at the professional sports saying, hey, well, look, they're trying to do it. They're trying to do it. And you could be. A lot of youth at risk um mm. you know, not only themselves; obviously they're in good health they have better chances of fighting stuff off but they live with their parents or grandparents or cousins or uncles or whoever they be and you know I, I, i'm weary about uh pushing to make sure
0: yeah. I th- so go ahead finish up my bad no, just worrying about uh, you know pushing for those sports to at that level because there's obviously way more participants at the high school level than there are professional level amongst all sports. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, man that that makes that makes total sense. I know uh I seen one of my friends when they started opening up, her little brother went to a uh, an AAU tournament and um, and I think they said that people people from that tournament ended up testing positive, and so. Yeah, I think I think everybody's looking all, all sports right now, and I I even think the NCAA as well. I think the NCAA, obviously they're gonna make their own decision. They're not gonna base it off of professional sports, but they're definitely gonna base. I mean, they're definitely gonna look at it, see how they run it, see how they do it, and and uh, and so I mean things like golf and uh, and UFC and, and NASCAR, obviously more singular type sports, but they've done a good job of managing it, and and so that's kind of. That's kind of the the thing you gotta take, and and that's the thing too is is, excuse me real quick, but um that's the thing it's gonna take is is we gotta we've got like a golf this weekend the Travelers Tournament uh Traveler Championship that that's on this weekend uh I know that Brooks Kepka, he his caddy tested positive, but and 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 look I understand that that's a big deal because Brooks is top five in the in in the world right now, but that's one, and I think there was like maybe three or four other cases out of a hundred and something golfers. You know what I'm saying? So, I think that's gonna be the big thing is is for us to make sure that we're following the sport itself and who's actually getting it, not what the media is pushing out. Because the media is gonna push out Nikola Jokic and and, and is tested positive, but and that's all they're gonna spend. They're not gonna talk about how how he had it like back when uh testing was first available he and he's just putting out his results and that saying that he did have it and then and the, or they're not going to talk about the other 100 and something nba players who didn't test p- positive and stuff so i think it's, i think that's going to be a di- a big uh a big wake up do y'all have any predictions or anything of who y'all who do y'all think is gonna uh come out on top for uh for the nba finals going going
2: with the easy pick the clippers Clippers. They're, they're just a show out or you know you're going to get a refresh, LeBron, and he's just going to take over again. But I'm putting my money on
0: the Clippers. There you go. You can get you can get them at plus three fifty right now. So that's not a I mean that's not terrible odds. And and let them let them go down it early in a series or or come out the gates looking rough in the um in the eight game regular season. You might be able to get better odds as well. What about you, Zach? That was Zach's aunt. Oh shit! Ant, my bad. <laughs> um.
1: <laughs> man you know I, I think I think in, in a unique um, situation like this it's kind of hard to make prediction because you don't know who's really been training um, probably most of these people haven't been practicing with each other so it's gonna be hard trying to establish really quick chemistry um, you would think maybe lean towards more veteran players so you that touched on like the Clippers Lakers you know those have a veteran type players but honestly man I wouldn't be surprised it's if it's just a total crap shoot, you got to go with maybe the young Bucks, man, and, and no pun intended on that in the first play, but maybe it's the Bucks. They got a squad. They got a really young superstar. Just pick up basketball, and if he's not involved, I, I would I would not be surprised to see them just, just come out the gates and just start clicking.
0: For sure, yeah. And you can get the Bucks at plus 300. Zach, do you have a favorite NBA team?
1: No, I'm not a big NBA guy personally.
0: There you go. Not bad. What about you, Ant?
1: Man, you know, I grew up uh, a big Maz fan, but uh, as I've gotten older, I kind of got a disliking towards the ownership.
0: Yeah. And that
1: was, he's, he's too much of a polarizing figure, and I think he's got too, his hands involved in too many things. I don't like some of the decisions they do, but the last couple of years, I started following the Warriors, so that's kind of been my team lately, even even though obviously the next couple of years are going to be going through rebuild, but, you know, I like their ownership, I like their general manager. GM over there, and I think they're doing a good job of, you know, trying to stay ahead of the game, so I follow.
0: For sure, yeah, man. Uh, Just to throw mine out there, uh, I'm actually going to, I think I might surprise some people. I would not be surprised to see the Raptors win win another one. Uh, Just because back back. they, Uh, I mean, yeah, they lost Kawhi, but I mean, that team wasn't a, I mean, Kawhi definitely led that team, but that team put together a solid run last year as a collective unit, and yes. Pascal Spicy P hasn't I mean he's he's not known to Kawhi, but he's definitely doing his thing and and uh, I mean this this the sad truth is is Giannis still can't shoot. So if they if they're still able to maintain that same level of defense that they did last year against the Bucks, I mean those are really the only two teams I think you can choose from out of the East. The 76ers are washed. Um I don't think they like playing with each other. Uh but yeah, I think you gotta go Toronto or Bucks, and just because of the Bucks price, I, I definitely like the Raptors at plus three hundred. And then, if I'm gonna be honest, man, out of the West, it's hard to go against the Lakers just because of everything that happened this year and, and like and all that. But I don't like that plus two twenty, so I might I might have to go with a team that is gonna be very, very different in this in this uh, group. And it, this is gonna sound biased, but I'm actually gonna go Rockets at plus two hundred. And the only reason why I'm doing that is because it's. I mean, granted, they don't have any bigs besides Tyson Chandler, but I think that's going to kind of suit them in this era where everybody seems to be slimming down 100%, and they're going to be able to just play fast and, and play to their strengths and hopefully knock down some shots, but I, I wouldn't, you know, I mean, I would take that with a grain of salt because I am a Westbrook fan, and and I think the obvious choice is probably Lakers or Clippers, but just because of those prices, I don't really care for them too much. And, and real quick, on that note, um, I, I
1: think I don't think it is that outlandish to say Rockets, because in my opinion, if the if the Warriors weren't the Warriors last years, you might see uh, Harden with a couple NBA Finals trophies, man. Because a lot of those, a lot of his runs in the last couple of years have been stopped by the Warriors. And you know, if it wasn't Warriors, it was Spurs. So it's been just dynasties in the West uh, that's prevented him. And, and you know, I'm not, I'm not the biggest Westbrook fan, but you can't you know deny that he's a very talented player and he plays with passion. For sure. And also, one last uh, on the Raptors, you talked about their depth. I, I believe last year in the finals, they had uh, six players average double-digit scoring in the NBA Finals last year. So yes, they had Kawhi leading the show, mm-hmm. and it was a really, really, really deep team.
0: Yeah, man, and, I, and it'll be fun, man. I really hope we get to see the NBA, but let's go ahead and move towards the NFL, the one that—this is the—I mean, I know Dr. Tony Fauci, or whatever his name is, uh, said that he doesn't see the NFL happening just because of the larger numbers— but I think this one being the furthest out from from potential uh like actual start date um uh I, I think this is probably the one sport that that we should probably lean on as being the first one to actually come back that with like college football and uh, whatnot so let's go ahead and dive in we're gonna talk about the NFC West today uh Zach Ant told me you were a Packers fan so I'll definitely have to have you on when we talk when we talk that division again but we went we went ahead and. I decide on this one just because I know Ant wanted to talk a little bit about Kyler Murray and and I actually think this is one of the more intriguing divisions this upcoming year just because of of I mean the, obviously you don't want to overreact but the Cardinals uh stole basically stole DeAndre Hopkins away from the Texans um and then they draft the draft pick they got I think his name is what Isaiah Simmons I could be wrong yes, sir. Isaiah Simmons Isaiah. yeah Isaiah Simmons and and that guy apparently. From everything that I've seen and read, I mean that guy could play quarterback, running back, linebacker, safety, corner, uh, coach, and like. So it is a it is an interesting. It's gonna be an interesting uh, division. Um, let's start off. Let's let's go ahead and talk about the Cardinals since we're already kind of on there. Uh, what are some positive things that y'all are gonna look for from the Cardinals who went five ten and one last year?
2: Uh, go ahead, Zach. All right, so I'll, I'll open it up kind of like I did the NBA. The Cardinals benefit from other teams not having fans. True. Theoretically, if they don't have to play without fans, think about when they have to go to Seattle. I know they beat Seattle last year, but Seattle's known for the 12th man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and the Rams, they also benefit because you know they always play with a with an away crowd to begin with. But the uh, the Cardinals down there, uh, down there in Phoenix, man, they got Isaiah Simmons who can play any skill position on the defense uh i think he'll kind of play more of a nickel corner slash a coverage linebacker he's going to be on the field every single play but i I feel like he's going to be kind of using the secondary um that that offense the only thing that concerns me about them specifically is people now have game film and if you know me i'm a big proponent of game film that's why we see a lot of one-hit wonders in the nfl um um so, so this offense, yeah, they might have been high powered, but let's go back ten years and let's look at the Wildcat. You, Dolphins go from one and fifteen to eleven and five, and then the next year they only win like three games. That could be a big part of the Cardinals. I don't necessarily think so. I like them, um, but but that is something out to look for. Um, and then you know. The rest of their draft picks, it, it was a good pick. Um, they went with, uh, I think, O line their second round, mm-hmm. and then they drafted three or four defensive players. Which, if you know them, they had statistically, I think, the worst defense in all of football or somewhere around there. Um, so I, I think they're making good moves. I don't think they'll win the division. I don't think they'll make playoffs, but I could definitely see them at seven and nine, eight and eight this season on the come up.
0: There you go. Okay. What about you, uh, uh, Ant? Yeah, uh, you know. Uh,
1: or, uh, thoughts. Uh, Isaiah Simmons is funny because whenever I watched uh, Clemson play, in, you know, through the playoff run and, and national championship and all that, I, I re- vividly remember watching that game and saying, "Who the hell is that dude?" He was flying all over the damn field, making highlight plays. He's a ball hog. He's the heavy hitter. He can like, like you guys have already said, he can play any skill position. He has a unique size and unique uh, speed combination, and uh, the IQ and just ability in general. That's why he's a uh, uh and you know he obviously deserved that so i think that helps bolster the defense up uh, which obviously struggled i think obviously on it a d-hop getting him was a damn steal because you know kyler didn't really have anything uh weapons wise like you know he had you know Kirk this this and that but they got rid of a running back that it, they didn't really use or didn't really need got you know one of the you know, put him where you want, but you got to say, well, he's probably top five receiver in the league at the lowest. Yeah, and he's, he's, lowest. A, he's a playmaker. And, um, if you guys know anything about me, I'm a super mega Kyler fan. I've been following this dude since he was playing high school football. I went to go so up here in Dallas, Fort Worth, uh, at a AT&T stadium where the Cowboys play They're playoff games as early as the second round there. I mean, I've seen this dude beat powerhouses in the state uh, real quick, just to you know, touch on ty- uh, Kyler real quick, that dude went 43-0 as a starter for 5A Texas football and quarterback, won three state, uh, three consecutive state titles, and he beat every powerhouse in the state with the exception of uh, one school from Houston, and that's because they didn't play them. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. it's like anybody else beat beat everybody, went 3-0 in the states, 43-0 as a starter, uh, End up going to A&M, didn't actually work out. In fact, a lot of people were saying it was kind of a bust for him to go there. Transfers. Doesn't even play baseball. A dual-sport athlete. Doesn't play baseball at A&M. Has to sit out a year at WU. Does football. Lights it up. You know, this dude wins the damn Heisman, right? Um, you know, obviously Baker was there, and when, whenever is his chance, wins the Heisman. Dude's at MLB draft. Everybody's saying he needs to go baseball, needs to go baseball. Doubles down football goes to the NFL, number one overall pick, and wins rookie of the year, so like, dude, no matter, the, the deck is always stacked against him, and he continues, and he continues to prove that he's the real deal. so I think, uh, you know, like Zach touched on, though, film, NFL film's next level, so as long as he develops his game more and more and more, he is mobile, but he doesn't rely on his legs, don't. like, he does have a true arm, even though he's smaller, like, kind of like a Drew Brees and Russell Wilson. So if he can be like a Russell Wilson type of player, he'll have a long, successful career. Because Russell Wilson uses his legs when he has to. He doesn't look to do that first. Mm-hmm. Um, furthermore, you know, they, need to, they need to continue to build that O-line. It's pretty dog crap. I went to the uh, Seahawks versus Cardinals game in Seattle, and Kyler ended up pull, pulling his hamstring in that game because that dude's getting pressured consistently. So... Obviously, as you get older, you're not going to be able to move around. So, over the next four or five years, they need to continue to build that line, build that line, and I can start doing something. But, man, it's a stack division, dude. It's a stack division. So, I don't see them uh, winning the division next year. Uh, maybe they could hit the wild card if they get lucky and start rolling, but I don't really see it. You know, that you got the Niners, you got Seahawks. I mean, I just, but, I, you know, I like the trajectory that they're going. They're going to continue to do well.
0: Yeah, for sure, man. And And I think it's, 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 it's a good point to point out that Kyler he has that Russell Wilson trait we can almost call it where he wins he wins and and the Seahawks their their offensive line isn't isn't much better if we're being honest and and whatnot and so yeah man I kind of feel the same way I I think I think the they're moving in the right direction but I think there is going to be a lot of overreaction um just because they did end up scooping uh DeAndre Hopkins and but I mean it, it doesn't seem like it's too much overreaction because the price I have right now for the Cardinals to make the playoffs is at 2 is plus 250 and minus 280 if they don't and the over under set is at seven and a half which I it, it's a tough it's a tough thing to me because what they went 510 and one last year say they gain another they'd have to gain three more games and I I think the 49ers and Seahawks are are still a little bit better. So it's, it's it's definitely probably gonna be an underplay for me. Um, it's gonna be an underplay for me if I if I were to take the over, I would also have to take them making a wild card position just because I think that if they do hit over seven games, I think they sneak an extra two in there and they could win nine. So, but everything you touched on with the Cardinals, man, it, it's it's definitely a it's definitely a bright future for them in hopes and and. And it is crazy. It's crazy how film works, and, and it, it just shows that these defensive coordinators, offensive coordinators, these are the smartest motherfuckers in the entire world, and they're damn good at their job because, like you said, you can implement something that you haven't seen, and, and within a year it's already gone. And and if you have those really good coordinators, man, you, you play them once, and the next time you play them, it, it doesn't work at all. So it is going to be interesting to see if that if uh, he can if he can make that system uh keep that system rolling and whatnot, but, uh, but yeah, man, it, I think it'll be, I think it'll be interesting and, and obviously it's still early. So these numbers may change on the totals and stuff, but, uh, if y'all had to choose between at seven and a half, would y'all go over or under for this team? Uh, I'm going under at seven and nine, 79. Yeah. I go
1: under, uh, seven and nine, six and 10, but I, I think they'll have closer games in those losses. It
0: mm-hmm.
1: won't get in a lot of those losses, but I think they'll still have those losses. I think
0: yeah, for sure. Yeah. I was gonna I was gonna say probably six and ten or seven and nine as well. Um and I was gonna touch on that as well. I definitely think they'll they'll make games a lot more interesting. Um they're definitely always a backdoor option just because Kyler being a young quarterback's not gonna want to lose a game by twenty one. He might he might rather try to get a last second touchdown to keep them rolling for the next weekend. But uh let's move on forward to the next team. We're gonna talk about the Los Angeles Rams, who I I just don't I, I I'm I think I'm all the way out on this team, man. I, I think I think I'm pretty much cooked on him. What, Brent, Brandon Cooks, I think, is gone. Um, Jared Goff is, is, I, <laughs> look, man, I, I don't, I don't trust him at all. Uh, they paid what? They paid, they had the highest, what, quarterback, defensive lineman, and, and running back at one point. They didn't, I don't know, man. This, uh, the the group up there group upstairs running that organization or that franchise I just I don't get it man uh yeah, we'll go ahead and start with Ant this time Ant what do you what do you think about the Rams and, and their potential moving forward Yeah man uh, I think
1: that it's safe to say that they don't even know what to expect going into this year I mean you know what is Jared Goff one year he goes to the Super Bowl and you know, pretty much every other uh, year he hasn't really do well um And especially even in those playoff games and Super Bowl games, if you look at his stats, you know, and I'm not a guy that's like all about stats, stats, but, you know, if you look at it and say, okay, well, how did he do? And they didn't get there because of him. They had a a good run game, good defense, uh, a hyper elite defense at that with Wade Phillips, um, who I think is a really good defensive coordinator. Um, But I think they went all in uh, for that Super Bowl run against, the, you know, Patriots, it didn't work out, and I think that you're going to see the out. You're going to see older defensive guys start to leave, um, and, you know, the offensive guys kind of, like, not pan out. You know, you lose. They've lost a lot of key pieces, and I, at the end of the day, I don't personally believe that Jared Goff is going to be that guy that's going to drop you know, 40 touchdowns in a season and 45, 5,000 yards consistently, 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 and that he's going to lead you to 13-3. and I don't see him being built like that. I think he's a, he's definitely a starting quarterback. I think he's a guy who you can, can build around, and he can be like a, a, an a above-average game manager who, you know, can, can lead you to uh, some playoff success. But, you know, maybe it's John McVay holding his hand too much because, you know, yeah, you know, and Zach could probably touch on this more than, than I but McVay's sitting there calling all the plays up until the headset cuts off, and so if you give him something pre-snap and, and switch it post-snap, he's kind of screwed because, you know, McVay isn't there to tell him what to do. And I think, although I, I think that's McVay's genius, kind of showing how great he is, but at the same time you're hindering Goff's uh, ability to try to learn on his own. Um, so I don't see them doing too well. I, I definitely can see the Cardinals doing better than them in that division. Um, unless something just happens where Goff just steps it up, which can definitely happen. He's in the NFL for a reason, but I just wouldn't be surprised if if they just totally do have a bad year.
0: Yeah. Real, real quick before Zach goes, Ant, would you take, would you take Jimmy G or Jared Goff?
1: Ooh, man, you know, I think right now you go with the hot guy. No pun intended there,
0: right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that is a handsome motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. This guy,
1: Jimmy G, you know, he won with the Patriots. Granted, it was a really good uh, a team built. And, and, you know, 49ers, they're a really stacked team right now. Um, but, you know what I mean? He's kind of, yeah. I've been kind the same. I view Jimmy G as a guy with a high ceiling to some extent, but right now he's kind of like more like a game type guy. But he hasn't had the, the fall off Goff has had.
0: Yeah, for uh, sure.
1: Because of that, I can't say that I would take Goff over him. So I would have to go with Jimmy G right now.
0: For sure. Zach, go ahead.
2: Zach, you there? Sorry, man. I was muted. Uh, I had a dog howling in the background. <laughs> no, you're uh, good. I, I also take Jimmy G specifically because like Anthony touched, I've, I've told him a lot. When it comes to uh, Jared Goff, you watch a lot of his film and – uh. You notice that they, they get to the line of scrimmage very, very early in the play clock, and that's because uh, Sean McVay wants to tell Jared Goff exactly everything he needs to know before the snap while they're looking at the defense, and that's why he struggled so so badly uh, versus the Patriots in that Super Bowl is because Bill Belichick is the greatest mind of defensive football, and he's ba- he, he was able to outclass McVay and basically call his bluff every time. Uh, and, and but don't get me wrong, Jared Goff can make a throw. You know I've seen yeah. him battle it out with the Chiefs. I, you know everybody remembers that Thursday night game where it was like fifty four to fifty
0: one. No lie, he,
2: he can drop dimes. But um, I'm going to kind of get that team uh, as a whole. They got big name players, like you said. They used to have the number one running back. Uh, Todd Gurley, pay-wise, they got Jared Goff, pay-wise. Aaron Donald, the number one. Uh, they got Jalen Ramsey, number one. Uh, these, this team has a huge pool of this top-name talent. But you know, you you got to surround that talent, and that's that's where football becomes football is you having that undrafted or that sixth draft uh, that sixth round draft pick that is just out there busting ass, showing people what he can do. Um, and, and then another thing real quick that a lot of people might not take into account, uh, the Rams got screwed by schedule makers this year. Uh, they have to play at 12, uh, 12 PM or I guess 1 PM over in Buffalo. They have to fly to Buffalo Mm -hmm. two weeks later. They have to fly to Washington, another 1 PM game. Uh, they have to fly another 1 PM game to Miami, uh, you know these people are going cross coast, and if you look at the statistics for teams uh, that have to go west coast to east coast, uh, play that one PM uh, slot, so it's basically nine AM there. Uh, man, I, I tell you, they only win like ten percent of the time. Doesn't matter if they're a good team or bad team. That that adjustment flying cross country, playing early, that kills them. And and when you got to play those three teams—Buffalo, Washington, or Miami—you certainly cannot afford to lose to one of those teams. But you, you got the. You're behind the eight ball there, yeah. Uh, so you got to fight there. Um, but as a whole, you know, I like the team. But at the same, I like the team on paper. If I played them on Madden, I would absolutely love them. Uh, but sure. in real life, real life, I I don't think that team is sustainable. Um, and, and I, you know, football is one of those sports where if you find yourself in a rut, man, they might stay in that rut, especially that division uh, as tough as it is.
0: Yeah, that's for sure, man, and I I feel the same way. And yeah, I, I wanted to go through the schedule, but I think we'll say that for a different time, whenever everything seems a little bit more legit. But yeah, man, that it is tough, and, and and I don't think people realize that. And, and I think it's teams like Jacksonville, and and if I'm not mistaken, the Raiders, who always end up with those uh those games overseas. It's yeah, that's a tough that's a tough little uh trip itself, and so. Um, and you see that those teams, obviously now they're slowly kind of building up a home field advantage there, if you want to call it that, um, but they're just usually bad teams that are out there. But yeah, man, that that, that coast-to-coast travel is, is definitely no joke, and, and I know a lot of sharps and a lot of good money goes towards um, those scheduling. A lot a lot of what a betting is for NFL is, is based on schedule, and, and you have those games where it's a look-ahead game and stuff like that, so... Yeah, that's definitely a good point that you brought up. So the Rams are set at uh plus one fifty five to make the playoffs and minus one eighty to not make it. I don't think they make the playoffs and their over under is eight and a half with a little bit of juice on the under. Uh what 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 would y'all think at eight and a half? What would y'all take under? I'm
2: um, I'm taking the under by a good margin yeah. just looking at their schedule right now.
0: Yeah. yeah. I definitely, that would be one of my, that would be one of my almost best bets, would be an under for the Rams at eight and a half. I, w- I would 100% take that, just
2: looking at who they have to play, where they have to play, that that's a safe bet, in my opinion, at least.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, I, I was trying to pull up the schedule myself, I couldn't get there. But yeah, no, 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 I, yeah, it definitely, definitely feels like a safe bet, uh for sure, and I mean you're asking the Rams to win nine games in this, in this division and, and nine games, nine games in this division probably guarantees you, uh, some type of playoffs. And I just, I do not see them making the playoffs. And so, uh, and you got anything on that?
1: No, I I gotta agree. I mean, I think they're the weakest team in the division. I don't see a, a real scenario where they make the playoffs and I just, you know, I don't think they have a lot uh, a lot of tread right now.
0: For sure. Sounds good. Let's move forward to the 49ers. Uh, fresh off the Super Bowl, um, the scary thing about the Super Bowl is always you hear the uh, the, the Super Bowl uh, blowback in, in most teams. There's it, it, there's good statistics behind it where a Super Bowl team, I think the loser normally doesn't make it back to the playoffs. Um, mm-hmm. And so that is definitely a very scary sign. But this team being a... The way they're ran... And, and again, we'll go back to the no pun intended <laughs> the way they run, they they ran uh, defense and defense and running the ball, man. I I just don't. I I tried to find everything I wanted to not to take this in uh, there right now. They're set very high juice on making the playoffs. I obviously think they make the playoffs, um, but their total is set at ten and a half on, with juice on the overs. It means they got to win eleven games uh, to hit the over. So. I tried to find every reason not to take them. I, I just, I don't like Jimmy G by any stretch. I think he's a very uh, mid quarterback, but I mean he does his job. And and when he's asked to throw the ball a little bit more, yeah, he struggles just because he. And I'm not gonna say he struggles. He he's not as consistent as he probably could be, but he does. Uh, he's not asked to throw the ball a lot. Um, they did lose. Who they they lost? Uh, what was it, Emmanuel Sanders? I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So they lost Emmanuel Sa- Sanders. Are going to be re- relying on a second year uh, receiver in a, a, a Debo. Is Debo right? Debo. Debo yeah. Debo. Uh, George Kittle's is a fuck. Is an animal. Uh, yep. And then I think they picked up Travis. Oh, what's his name again? I suck at names. Travis. Or is it? Let me see. San Francisco 49ers. Travis Ben, uh,
2: Travis Darrow.
0: Is Travis
2: it? Benson? I don't
0: know. I think it's ben- It might be Benjamin. They. It was something about a deep, deep ball receiver. I was reading it a little bit uh, a while ago. I was because ta- I was looking yeah, at yeah, them. Travis with, Benjamin. Travis Benjamin. Yeah, for a deep ball threat. So you kind of want to say they maybe, uh, they maybe replaced Emmanuel Sanders, but I don't know, man. I think I just think this defense and the running game is just gonna be is gonna give teams hell. Um and I th- for me man I honestly think that this th- this might be one of the first teams in a while that loses a Super Bowl and comes back and maybe right back in the Super Bowl. Uh uh Zach what do you what, what do you think?
2: Uh first I want to point out the 49ers have done absolutely everything right in terms of rebuilding a team uh you know 2011 conference championship lost it 2012 lost Super Bowl 2013 lost the conference and then they had probably four or five years where they couldn't even get to eight wins Shanahan comes in uh, has just slowly improved and then you know he loses the Super Bowl um, let me remind you it's it's his second Super Bowl loss with a with a, another team granted he was the OC with the Falcons. But at the same time, that, that kind of shows, you know, he has that unwaverly uh, confidence. You know, he, he can bring a team from the depths in uh, and, and, and let them rise. Uh, so I, I'm a big believer in Kyle Shanahan. Uh, I do like Garoppolo. You know, he fits that system there. He has the confidence. Um, uh, we want to discuss that Super Bowl game, uh, Kittle. I love Kittle, especially him playing on that baby contract, that six-round pick contract where – uh, I think he's only getting paid like $650,000 or something mm-hmm. um and you can argue he, he might be the best tight end in the game right now you could argue that um that defense as a whole you know they've clamped down they they've become the the old 49ers when we used to think of Patrick Willis and DeMarre Bowman uh, they they kind of have that revitalized um you know that they're, they're going I think they actually might win the division again and a lot of things can change in football I do fully believe in that Super Bowl hangover, uh, but, but I do expect him to be back, and I expect him to be possibly even a number two seed in the
0: NFC. For sure.
2: Yeah, I think um, the, the Super Bowl
1: hangover is a real deal. Um, and, and like you, Rube, I, I don't think too much of Jimmy G. I think he can pretty much, for the most part, do what he's He's not asked to, to do too much. Um, you know, when you have a, a – he's, he's on a complete team. This team is really well built. Um, they didn't really lose too much. And, you know, I'm just looking at some of the numbers here, some of the stats from last year. They had uh, three running backs with over 100 carries and three running backs with over 500 yards uh, during that season as well. So they have a, a running back committee. They don't really have a title. They don't have a true number one That they're going to be relying on, so you can't take them out the game. It's more of a um, committee type of offense with a game manager to establish a run game and win with your defense. And I I see that continuing. Uh, One thing, though, be playing a a division division, uh, winning schedule. So, first place schedule have uh, some tougher games, but they're not to get too much on the schedule, like you said. You know, they're playing the NFC, and uh, for the AFC divisional opponent, playing the AFC So I don't really view the AFC East as a good division, especially with the Patriots falling off and uh you know, I don't think the Jets and the Bills and, and all those guys are not gonna quite hit their stride yet. The NFC East is always a crapshoot. You never know. They might have one team going nine and seven and it's it's almost every division winner every year. So although I don't see them going thirteen and three, I don't see them having a big drop off though. So I can see them uh, doing pretty well. They, they go over.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, eleven and five is still the over, and I think that's I think that's the bare minimum. I don't think this team loses six games to be honest. And uh, I could be. I mean, I'm not definitely not biased by any means. I'm a Browns fan, so definitely not biased by any means. But yeah, I just I just uh, when I look at the schedule and, and like you were saying, I see these teams. They I mean, they got some tough games. Don't get me wrong, but this team is built for those tough games and. And I think they're just a little bit more physical than a lot of teams are going to want to be, especially with, with, uh, with not having the, the full off season that, that teams are accustomed to. I think this is a team that much like the chiefs, which, which I'll talk about in later episodes, but much like the chiefs, man, it's, it, it's just one of those teams that they lost a little bit, didn't lose too much. They, they picked up where they needed to. They, they, they did all the right things like, like Zach was saying, and, and they've done it, they've done it the right way. And it, it it's, it's. It's damn near impossible not to take them, um, not to take them to what's it called? At least win the division, uh, but also that over. The only problem that I'm seeing with the division odds is that they're minus money, so minus one ten, and I'm not too comfortable laying down a future bet with with uh, having a with juice. So I, I would definitely maybe hope that they would maybe lose an early game or two, and so I can get a little bit better odds. But man. I—, I I think it, it seems like they're opening up the season against the Cardinals, so maybe if they look like trash against the Cardinals, then I can get some better odds, but I think it's definitely the 49, 49ers uh, division to lose. Let's go ahead and move into this last team, one of the most—I I, I, I feel so bad for Russell Wilson. I just feel so <laughs> bad for this dude, man. They, they I, The dude is—I mean, he, it's hard not to put him in, in, in like, one of the best quarterbacks uh, in in the league, if not for a while, just because, or the, at least of the decade, just because the dude has done it with with offensive linemen that that are that are just. I mean, I think I've had better uh, blockers on my flag football teams than these guys. Like, yeah. the guy is just I mean, he's constantly under pressure. Everything he does is a is a I have to make a play out of something out of or make something out of nothing. And and when they had the opportunity to help him uh they didn't they they didn't uh i and mean, maybe maybe i just don't understand the way they went to, went about their draft but i i mean it's they have an over under set at 9 for these guys i think that's very disrespectful um well there is some juice on that 9 so i i mean does russell wilson ever not win double digit games uh
1: i think uh his lowest ever even win amount was uh, nine wins. So he always had a winning season from my from uh, what I can think of off the top of my head. And especially as of late, he has been the reason why they're winning those teams. Yes, early career he was you know learning the game. He was more of a game manager with an elite defense. But once that defense came and went, Russell Wilson he was asked to step up. You know he got the big contract. He like, hey, it's on you. And I think he's done everything he's can up to the point to prove that he's deserved that um you know i go back to 2017 he uh was, you know balling out at the quarterback position he led his rushing as well like he they yeah. didn't even have so um but the last couple of years you know they i think they've built on that um you know chris carson the last two years has had a thousand plus yard uh, season each of the last years and now you're getting him uh building up that receiving core with dk coming in so it's not just lock it on the ball DK coming in, and you know, hopefully, they continue to uh, build chemistry. And yeah, man, I'm disrespectful at that, at that line, uh, you know, the over mark. I see them going over, man. I think, um, you know, the O line, I think that's going to be a problem that they're going to have to continue to work on. As far as their draft, though, uh, their their first three picks was either for the defense or, or for the offensive line. So I think they're addressing some of their issues. And at the end of the day, you got Russell Wilson, who, oh, you know, I think. Through his entire career, he's gotten one MVP vote, but don't be surprised if he has the MVP run uh, this year.
0: For sure. Zach, what do you got?
1: Uh, Yeah, you know, Russell
2: Wilson, like you mentioned, you you have to almost say that uh, or mention this whenever you bring up Russell Wilson is that he has no protection. Um, You know, their entire draft, they do pick one offensive lineman. You can say their fourth-round pick tied in from Stanford. Uh, that's, I guess, another good pick because – Stanford does produce uh, blocking tight ends as well as receiving tight ends. They're very smart over there. That's for sure. uh, but it's, but it's Pete Carroll, you know, he, he reaches for the defense and he's always been a guy who goes for the front seven. Even going back to USC, I um, mean, you got to think about what he built with the Legion of Boom. So his mindset is, well, Russell Wilson is already th- this god over on the West. If we can just get him a defense that we used to have with the Legion of Boom, uh, you know, the sky's the limit with that team because Russell Wilson can do it all. Um, I, I still, you know, I, I give them the number two spot, uh, just cause the 49ers, the, the 49ers are going to lay it to Wilson. Uh, there, he's always going to have to be running around, uh, when he plays them. Uh, they're a much younger team. The, uh, the, the Seahawks are getting pretty old and you don't even know if the Seahawks will have Clowney cause he's still unsigned.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: um, I, I you know I, I I didn't hear what their over under was, but I probably put them around ten wins uh, against second in the division, possibly still making it with playoffs. I don't know what the wild card looks like though.
0: For sure, yeah, and, and yeah, they're over under set at nine. There is a minus one thirty five on on the over, but if you if they're gonna put it at nine, the worst, the absolute worst. Which I mean, I don't want to play for pushes on future bets, but the absolute there there's no way this team goes eight and eight. There's no way. For sure. For I'm, sure. I mean they've got they've got. To start the season, they got the Falcons, Patriots, Cowboys, Dolphins. Like though, I mean that that's probably three and one. If we're being honest, I think that's three and one. Uh, yeah, just looking at their schedule, I, I I don't see, I don't, I definitely don't see them going eight and eight. And so, I mean, at worst, you'd be putting, I I would I would almost probably make, I, I would probably make this my my. Best bet for sure, and I would probably lock in. I might even, but whenever I get off, whenever we get off the phone, I'm probably gonna put in that bet, a solid hefty amount of uh, uh of money on that bet that the uh, Seahawks go over. Um, and they're also seeing this is like you were saying, this is the tricky part. They're minus 125 to make the playoffs and minus 105 not to make the playoffs. Um, I'm gonna assume, and and maybe this is just maybe this is bad bad judgment on my part but I'm gonna assume 10 wins is probably gonna get the Seahawks into a wild card and so it would be hard it's 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 gonna be hard for me not to play both those numbers obviously I'll do my homework but much like you were saying man I mean it's 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 it is I understand what Pete Carroll's trying to do trying to go get that defense that he once had or whatever but it's almost like man it, it it's at what cost I mean you Russell Wilson's gonna Russell Wilson, and and you can hope that he's able to sustain it and and stay healthy um, throughout the entire year like he has done in the past. But man, I mean, we've seen it with Patrick Mahomes last last year. I mean, they were they were almost, you know, they they almost they almost weren't in the Super Bowl at all by losing Patty Mahomes. And yep. uh, so that I mean, you definitely gotta gotta hope that the Seahawks can make some moves eventually here before Russell Wilson does kind of lose that. That uh, that extra step that he does have right now, but I think I think it is it, it, this. Inter- this I think this division is definitely going to be interesting, just because you have the cards. Who potentially? I mean, let's be realistic. The cards, the Cardinals. Yeah, they're not like I, like we've talked about. They're not the probably not the best team, but they have the ability to make games out of nothing, just because of of the high-powered offense that we've seen and the the potential for what this defense can potentially do. Uh, with these young athletes and stuff that they've brought in. And then you have the Rams who, I mean, the Rams should be good. Like we've all said, the Rams should be good. So, I mean, it's hard to say, yeah, the Rams are just going to suck and like truthfully mean that. And then you have the 49ers and Seahawks who are obviously really good teams. So, I mean, it's it. it but you have the 49ers on that uh, Super Bowl hangover. They've got a tough schedule. The Seahawks, um, the Seahawks schedule doesn't look too tough, but you don't know if – you don't know what the what, what's going to happen with, like you said, Jadavion Clowney, and you don't know what's going to happen with Russ if he doesn't get that help that he needs from that offensive line. But, man, I think this is going to be a fun division. And, and uh, let's let just go through it one more time. And uh, so Cardinals over under at 7.5. Both of y'all were saying the under. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. And I, and I was saying the under as well. Uh, the Rams over under 8.5. I think that we talked about that being a best bet at a lot. I mean, on an under as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then 49ers, I think, is a over at 11, or at 10.5. Yeah. And then I think the over-under on the 9, uh, nine for the Seahawks is a, is an overplay as well.
2: Yes, sir. I'm with you on that.
0: For sure, man. And, and before I get y'all out of here, what I'm going to try to do with every guest I bring on is is get y'all Super Bowl predictions. and and uh, And so every guest I have on, I'm going to have their Super Bowl predictions. I'm going to write them down. And then at the end of the year, I'm going to make a bet based on the pod, for the podcast of, of who gets the most votes and, and whatnot. And so uh, go ahead. If, if, uh, Ant, we'll start with you. Do you uh, Who do you got making the Super Bowl game? And I know it's very early, so this, this might change, but who do you have making the Super Bowl game and who do you have winning it? Man, you know, and, and my pick's going to be super biased, of
1: course. Nah, you're good. Uh, but I definitely, uh, I think that the AFC is, is the... Ch-
0: Say that one more time. You cut out. Uh, go ahead. You you cut out. You cut out.
1: Okay. Uh, can you hear me now?
0: Yeah, you're good yep. now.
1: Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go with the, the Chiefs out of the AFC. I think it's their conference to lose. I think uh, Mahomes... I was gonna make another MVP run. I think he's gonna ball out again. I think he's the truth. I think he's the future. So I see uh, Mahomes, uh, you know, really doing well uh, out of the AFC, and then in the NFC, it's gonna be super biased. But I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it's gonna be Brady magic, man, out in Tampa. I, I think that they're gonna, they've gone all in. They got Brady. They got him the weapons. Um, you see veteran players signing over there. Trying to make a Super Bowl run, and they're hosting the Super Bowl. And I think you're going to see uh, Brady versus uh, Mahomes in the Super Bowl. It's going to be in Tampa. Brady in Tampa, and I think he knocks off Mahomes for his last ride.
0: There you go. So that right there. So I'm just going to yell out your numbers. So Super Bowl winner, you could, you pick the Tampa Bay Bucks. You can get them at plus 1100 right now. Uh, so a hundred dollar bet will win you 1100, which is not bad money. Not bad money right now. Uh for the NFC championship winner you pick the Tampa Bay Bucks and you can get them at plus 550 $100 bet wins $550 if this hits in AFC you pick Kansas City Chiefs which they are the favorites at plus 200 $100 bet wins 200 so that's definitely definitely something to look forward to I and and, and that's not a it's not a bad play um I think the only downfall with the Bucks is is just the the potential of not having that um that true off season but I mean, you still—it's still gonna be impossible to count out Tom. Uh, Tom Brady. Uh, Zach, go ahead. What do you got?
2: Uh, my my AFC—that's an easy pick. It's got to be the Chiefs. Uh, such a young team. Andy Reid, probably my favorite coach in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, the NFC West—I'm gonna go with the Wild Card. But they can make it. I'm gonna go Seattle Seahawks. See. The the winner gonna be the Chiefs. I, I don't. I don't think anybody's gonna come close to taking the Chiefs out. They probably go fourteen and two, and then I, I just think it's gonna be close from there.
0: For sure. Well, let's so uh, you have the Chiefs at uh, to win the Super Bowl. That's a plus four fifty bet. So hundred dollars, hundred dollars will win you four fifty if that hits, which obviously is not a terrible take um, for NFC Championship winner. You have Seattle Seahawks at plus eleven hundred to win the NFC. So hundred dollars wins you eleven hundred. And just like we talked about, the Kansas City Chiefs will win you two hundred dollars on a hundred dollar bet. Uh, not bad plays. Uh, if I had to choose right now at this very moment with y'all on the podcast, I would probably go. I'm. I'm. This is gonna sound crazy, man, but I. I really, really, really like the. Uh, I like the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers this year. And. Uh, I like them at, 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 at um, 750 to win the AFC, and I think they're giving me plus 2,300 to win the Super Bowl. Um, that's kind of just a numbers play. Um, and then if for the NFC, I, I I actually think this might be a year where we finally get the uh, – it's either going to be a drop-off year for the Saints or the Saints are finally going to make it in. Um, and so I'm going to go the Saints versus uh, Steelers in the Super Bowl at this moment. Um, it's probably gonna change podcast to podcast, but uh, Saints to win the uh, NFC is at plus five fifty, so that that's probably my pick. And 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 there's uh, some positive things with the Steelers. Hopefully, with Big Ben coming back and and and, and, and he can stay healthy. It's, it's not it's not a terrible look. And same thing with the Saints. If even if Drew Brees isn't there, I think Jameis actually could potentially do something. Uh, especially now that he can see. But fellas, I appreciate y'all for coming on, man. I hope this was fun for y'all as, as much as it was for me.
2: Hey, let, let me get one thing, man. That, that that Pittsburgh Steelers, that is a good sleeper pick. You could say Mike Tomlin was a coach of the year if they win one or two more games. And with The roster he had last year to go 8-8. Eight and eight, Hey, that, that that's a team. That's a good sleeper pick. I didn't even think about them.
0: I like it. I like it. I appreciate that, man. You know, I, I try to dive in every now and then try to win some money. <laughs>
2: yep. Hey, but yeah, man, I had a blast, man. Thanks for having me.
0: No problem, man. Well... Any any last words, y'all? Y'all got any uh, social media or anything y'all want to plug, whether people can follow y'all? Uh
2: yeah, hey, just go follow me on Twitter. That's all I got. It's booty with twelve O's.
0: <laughs> booty with twelve O's, I like it. No, I'm not gonna. I, I don't have to plug any social media. But y'all,
1: you know, y'all. Hopefully, you guys found this entertaining. Um, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, myself as well as Zach can find time to hop on these podcasts and you know and and hopefully you guys like the content and. You know, tell rube what you think check out his channel man and keep supporting
0: appreciate it my guys well i'll talk to y'all later man i i'll, I'll hit y'all up here soon when i get everything uh everything going and and i'll make sure i get y'all uh the episode I, I'll, I'll send y'all the episode man i appreciate y'all for joining For
2: yes, sure, yeah.
0: all right man y'all too well that's it for this show i feel like the first episode went solid we touched on some very intriguing topics I mean, not really intriguing, I guess, but we, we, I feel like we covered the teams pretty well. I feel like we gave you some very good information so that you can move forward and make bets responsibly. Obviously, we'll get better. Like I said, we'll get some professional gamblers on here. I am by no means a professional gambler. You can choose to follow the picks I make, or you can choose to go against them. Either way, that's cool by me. The ultimate goal is for all of us to make money. So let's grow this podcast to be the biggest sports betting podcast and the biggest sports podcast in general. And let's also grow them pockets. Let's grow that bank account. Let's start cashing some money. You Let me know down below. Who do you think is going to win the NFC West? Who do you think is going to win the NBA championship? All feedback is good feedback. If you like this show, stick around. Make sure you are sharing it. If you didn't like the show... Pretend it didn't fucking happen. Either way, let's move forward. Let's be smarter betters. Let's make some money. Let's cash the freak out. And let's all be millionaires. Hey, we're all in this try to get rich. Let's all be rich. Let's all get rich. It's not going to happen overnight. But over time, let's, let's make sure we're doing it the right way. But for now, it's been a hell of a first episode of the Gut Gambler Podcast. And we are out. What's my trust with the world? What's